Stephen, during the entirety of our run of this podcast, uh, I've uh, not been sick. I haven't had a cold. I haven't had any type of uh, uh, regular like um, sickness mm-hmm. or illness or whatever. Um, you know, there are a couple times I've had like food poisoning or I don't know, like overindulged on drinking. <laughs> what? But I'm, yeah, if you could believe it. But I've not been. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had a cold or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephen, that all changed <gasps> last week. Oh no! Last Friday, I my throat started to like itch. I thought, oh, this is weird. But we had, I don't know if this happens in other states or countries or whatever, but we have like pollen just like free floating through the air. Mm-hmm. Like these big, like white fuzzy things. Not like the yellow pollen, but you know, like the big, like, like shit that comes from like trees and plants and stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, well, I guess that's where pollen, the yellow pollen comes from. <laughs> I'm not, you know what I'm fucking saying. Science. Yeah, <laughs> we have a Martian pollen that's just floating through the atmosphere. Yeah, and uh, it's just like it's not even like trying to keep it a secret. Like you'll look out the window and it's just like a swarm of white, fluffy pollens just like strolling through. And be like, hey, we're gonna get you. We're you yeah. step outside. We're gonna get your ass. And so I was like, man, this pollen is really like fucking with my allergies. And I, I wouldn't say I have like severe allergies or whatever but when it's just like free floating out there like that Mm -hmm. it's like you know visually present and it's going to be strong enough to where it's like going to affect me so uh, i thought well it's just my allergies and then like that was friday and then saturday happened and i was like my throat was on fucking fire and i was like i I feel like this this allergy is really like getting really doing something for me i turned into like fucking jack palance or whatever for a day oh. and I was like shit this is not good because we've we've overcommitted to episode 200 and you know my <laughs> friend Ross is coming to my house to record yeah. this so I hope I start feeling better could at least like verbalize and uh luckily Sunday morning I woke up my throat felt better I didn't feel 100% but like I felt like I was like on the mend or whatever mm-hmm so we record that episode. I don't remember most of it because I was like medicated with like allergy medication and that always loops me out. And I I remember we were like talking. I remember like a bunch of white people screaming at me for my choices <laughs> in a fantasy draft of all things. I was like, okay, I guess this is how it's going. How dare you make your own choices? How dare I? Mm-hmm. Jurassic World over Jurassic Park? Yeah, because it's fun. Um... More dinosaurs. Look, we've got a clear dinosaur antagonist. We've got a clear dinosaur protagonist. I love dinosaurs. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm picking. (sighs) Anyway. uh, Defend what you need to defend. That's okay. Yeah. Um, It's an indefensible position. I I realize my choices were bad, (laughs) but, like, they're mine. They're mine. That's 100% who I am. And don't don't believe for one second that because I was medicated, that's the reason I made those selections. No, no, no. I I believe that. Either way. That would have been it. Uh, that said, uh, after we recorded, I was like, I don't feel great. So, you know, after Ross had left, I had gone and laid down for a bit and I was just like done. So like oh, Monday, man. I was so sick that I like ended up calling to work. Crazy. And it, I, I just felt like shit. I really mm-hmm. did feel like shit. And uh, like I said in the past, I don't like being sick. That's why I stopped. I don't know what in my body was like, no, we can do this again. I feel like this is the time we can handle this. I don't, I don't know. 
but man, I'm, I still have like a little bit of it. Like crazy. Like I'm probably like 95% better, but a little bit of like sinus stuff, but man, it is, uh, I'll just say it not enjoyable. So you think it wasn't allergies or do you think that it was that bad? Or do you think like you caught a cold somehow? I, I believe I caught a cold because it's been going Crazy. around my, my mm. office. I think I was uh, in the past when I did get sick, uh, when I thought that was the, the way to live life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was usually one of the first people to get sick, and that appears to be the case in uh, my office. Uh, am I, you know, spreading it around to my coworkers? I don't know. Maybe. Oof. Maybe. I don't know. In the age of COVID, that's that like. so scary. I'm it like, is. That, that takes on a whole new meaning now. You know, we've uh, we've got to a point where here in... in uh, Tulsa, I don't know about the, the, the full state of Oklahoma, but we, you know, a lot of restrictions have lifted to where, like, if you've got both of your shots, you know, you don't necessarily need to wear a mask or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of depends on the business you go to, but uh, the place where I work, like, if you've got both your shots, then you're all good. But I've gone back to wearing a mask because I don't want to, like, cough mm-hmm. on people or whatever, you yeah, know? Totally. Even though I'm, I have always coughed into the crook of my arm, like, I feel like if I don't have a mask on when I do that, people are going to be freaked out or whatever mm-hmm. but uh yeah well yeah and it's good so, uh i i'm i think i'm of the um uh group that would say it's probably better to wear a mask on like around like sickness times or if you feel symptoms of being sick or whatever if you have to go yeah. do things um like asian countries do and have for, mm-hmm. for years now or whatever i remember like years ago i saw an asian woman shopping at a, the heb here wearing a mask and i was like that's so weird like it's fine. You're like, what, what's the, the deal? And, and then I realized I, I heard about them now um, after sicknesses that have gone around that in, in recent years, they've been like, well, if I'm sick, like it's the nice thing to, you know, it's like you should protect other people. You have to yeah. go grocery shopping or go to work or whatever. Like you can do that. So, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, I think that's what I would do. Like if I had to go to like a Walgreens to get medicine or whatever, just throw mm-hmm. on a mask, you know, just to protect yourself. Yeah. Is it going to be a domino mask over my eyes mm-hmm. as if I were the cookie crisp bandit? Uh, yeah, <laughs> of course. You know, <laughs> who knows what kind of mischief? Have, yeah. Look, I like to steal. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to try to get away with whatever I can. <laughs> is it going to be <laughs> cookie shaped cereal? Maybe. Oh, is it missing off the shelf? Mm, I don't know who could have taken it as I walk out of the place with like a clear cereal box in my pants. I don't know. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Protecting yourself, mm-hmm. protecting others, and stealing cookie crisp. Did you think it was weird? Maybe you're not aware of this because you're uh, you're not a fan of cereal, which is some insane. But... Uh, in, in recent years, they've gotten rid of the Cookie Crisp bandit mascot, and they've replaced it with a wolf. What? Yeah. I, I think like they this. were like, hey, we have a criminal <laughs> as our mascot. We need to replace him. It's so I don't know if well, he, like, officially turned into a werewolf or if they just hmm. decided to combine the, like, the uh, the human and the, like, his, like, dog mascot into, like, one humanoid canine character Wolf but character hmm. mm-hmm. i wonder yeah like as i'm looking at it now and it is just this wolf i didn't that doesn't sound it doesn't seem as uh, alarming as i first thought when you said that mm-hmm. um new mascot oh man I, I yeah that's interesting like why they would change that though i feel like it's a it was a good mascot because you're eating cookies for breakfast you feel like you're stealing something 
You know, I feel like you do Kinda. feel like a criminal by eating those for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was part of the allure for, you know, a child. That is true. Yeah. But where's the where's the old guy? Oh, my God. Has he been written off the Internet? I'm old mascot. Here we go. Load. I need to see him. <laughs> he needs to be okay. It won't click on the thing. It's so annoying. All I'm trying is to this do like is just a- do this visual thing on the stupid podcast. All people can hear. <laughs> oh yeah, he had like big old floppy ears, right? Wait, what? The old Cookie Crisp guy had like floppy ears. Can you see that at all? Oh, oh, I forgot there was a cop. Yeah, he's like actually. Well, maybe that's why they're like, we don't want to be mm-hmm. political. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they're 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 trying to rewrite history here. I think uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like a a nice thieving dog, though. You know. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize they had changed that. I wonder if there are like yeah. new commercials with that dude. Oh, there are. I've seen those. Yeah, I gotta mm-hmm. look that up then after the show. I don't need to boil people with that, but. Yeah, you know, that doesn't, it's fine. At least there's still cookie crisp in the world, you know? I didn't think this that was, true. when it first yeah. came out, I didn't think that was going to last. I was like, there's no way they can just let us eat cookies for breakfast. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, I know. yeah. I, w- I was going to say, like, it does seem like a, a limited time, like, type of cereal. Like, like stunt cereal or whatever. Yeah. But they still have, like, the Oreo cereal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was walking through the cereal aisle not long ago, and yeah. man. I, I thought that was going to be like a limited time thing, but it seems like it man, should be. But it's truly American in every sense of the word. <laughs> Oreos for breakfast. Oreos. Sure. Oreo. Isn't it like Oreo O's? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oreo O's now with now more American with ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the most American thing to have that like as a breakfast cereal. Holy fuck. Each uh, box comes with a packet of the uh, ranch dressing like powder yeah and like you pour that in your bowl of milk and you like yeah. stir it up and it turns it to dressing oh yeah. my god mm-hmm. what a what a delightful thing <laughs> um, yeah i do the thing with cereals is i do like some cereals cookie crisp being one of them it's that i don't like milk mm-hmm. a lot with my cereal so i don't eat cereal a lot but cookie crisp is like the one exception to that um for for one because it's a cookie and that goes with milk mm-hmm. already in my mind but two it's a it's a dense cookie so it doesn't get like too soggy in the milk that's my problem with most Mm -hmm. cereals is they get too soggy too fast and i don't really like Mm -hmm. that i want the crunch with some milk and uh they kind of help out with that just like it does with like a a cookie the milk well that's good that's good okay well good problem solved i i can commiserate with you on that because i do not like wet bread or whatever but you know yeah do you like any bread brent Mm, i mean kind of not i mean like it's okay it's there to serve a purpose yeah Mm-hmm. And like, Which is a handle for food. <laughs> That's it. Bread. Food's handle. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, on that note, I think uh, we're doing it. So I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where uh, apparently we're talking about food again, because I'm going to be talking about food again later. Just going to point that out right now. Wink. Wink. Um, oh. Wait, what? Huh? Like, no. Did we both wink? Should we? Are we the Winks Club? Hey. hey. <laughs> Girls, uh, television show about fairies? Oh, don't get me started. Or was it just toys? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Never, not, well, I've never seen it. No. But I would On the next episode of Let's Talk About Stuff, <laughs> we're going to watch the entirety of a cartoon show for girls that may or may not exist. I feel like we're Check like back. the... 
what are they? The Pony Bros, the like the My Little Pony. Oh, Bronies. Bronies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be part of that group. No. I feel like even talking about it, it feels a little sketchy. <laughs> Watch this all girl show. And on the next episode, the Babysitters Club. I was like, I don't know, man. (laughs) We should stay away from this wholesome entertainment. But yeah, Um, but yeah, we have one kind of main topic we we stumbled upon just talking to each other before the show about you know kind of planning Mm -hmm. what we're going to talk about today. But uh, mostly Mm -hmm. just a little pop culture catch up. So, um, Mm -hmm. Brent, do you want to just get into stuff today? Steven, I do want to get into stuff today. In particular, I want to bring back an old segment that we used to do oh. on the show called Soda Chat. I'm so excited. Steven, uh, back in the day, for uh, you old heads out there, we used to drink, well, alcohol on the show, and then we're yeah. like, oh, this is That's probably bad. This is clearly problematic, because <laughs> we record early on a Sunday, and like, how mm-hmm. are we supposed to praise the Lord? Uh, you know, after we record each episode, we, we do pray yeah. extensively, and we would pass out, and... Long story short, we promised both of our souls to the devil. Anyway, uh, we, we don't have time to get into that. But I will say, uh, we morphed that into trying different sodas, and we uh, stumbled upon RC Cola being the official drink of the show. And uh, we tried some other drinks as well. One of those mm-hmm. um, times, we we tried a bunch of sodas that were like, uh, like ranch-flavored and bacon-flavored mm. and that type of stuff. Well... We went to our local Rocket Fizz last night, and uh, oh, yeah. my wife picked out some sodas for me. One in particular, I had my eye on. I was just letting her do her thing. I wasn't, like, uh, commenting on anything she picked, but I had my eye on one. I was like, boy, I hope she doesn't pick this one. <laughs> and so she picks this one, and it is a—I I don't see the, the name of this soda company on here. It just simply says— peanut butter old-fashioned soda mm. so she she told me <laughs> it looks like <laughs> diarrhea toilet water Ooh. and uh, you, can tell, you can tell by the color of it it's like this it uh, weird sewage water mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, like a an unsettling tan color yeah um and i'll take a picture of this and put it on our, our socials or whatever but it is already open uh, i had my wife smell it this morning to see if it smelled <laughs> like peanut butter because i don't have a good sense of smell anyways um, but she said it has no scent. I was like, uh oh, that's distressing. That's <clears throat> it should have some kind of smell to it. But um, yeah, here I'll I'll try it. In the past, these uh, and it does say that it's pure cane sugar. In the past, these have been just like pure sweetness. That's mm-hmm. almost all it is. Even like the ranch and the like gravy flavor or whatever. It's just been like unsettlingly sweet. So let's let's try this and see see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can feel the uh, the sugar crystals mm-hmm. uh, on my teeth. It's just, <clears throat> oh, God, it's so sweet. It's just so sweet. <laughs> Does it taste so, like peanut butter at all? No, uh, not at all. Just, no, just sweetness? It's just, I feel like I've got a film on my tongue now. Ugh, gross. And it's just, mm, <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, you know, I like to commit. I don't like to waste <laughs> food or beverage. so. I will finish drinking the entirety of this uh, the soda uh, on the rest of this podcast, I'm sure. But, so man, it is <laughs> If you wince not, not audibly good. at any point, you just took a sip, probably. People can guess that's, that. That's more than likely what it yeah. is. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go well, ahead and, and take a picture of it. But So your, yeah. wife, uh, your wife chose this or chose them all for you? Was that part of the plan that you didn't get to pick this time? 
Yeah, it was a, 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 a like a pick four situation, mm-hmm. and she she chose for me. She said she was going to get two weird ones and then two like regular like sodas or whatever. Gotcha. So that's what it was. But uh, so she wasn't just yeah, trying to she, torture you. Well, <laughs> she she does like peanut butter as a flavor mm-hmm. profile, um, so it's not shocking that she picked this. But um, yeah, it's it's not good. That's not. I feel like peanut butter is like closer to a soda flavor than uh, ranch or sure. bacon, but not good. Yeah, just well enjoy it, buddy. Doesn't need to be. <laughs> doesn't need to be. I love peanut butter, but I don't really like peanut butter flavored things. The it's partly yeah. the texture that I like so much about peanut butter. Mm-hmm. So like even like peanut yeah. butter icings on a cupcake, they're always like disappointing to me because it's like. Mm-hmm peanut butter flavored icing and i'm like yeah i kind of get it but like just slap some fucking peanut butter in there i probably would have been a lot happier <laughs> yeah you know so i feel like uh just taking that flavor i wouldn't even like that but then all mm. of those sodas like you said it's like it's just like straight sugar with like mm. a dash of water and then some yeah. bubbles and uh, a flavor drop at the register at Rocket Fizz, they do have a sign that says no refunds. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm sure that comes into play a lot because yeah. a lot of these are just like just disappointing. I bought this you know what you're get to. soda and it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Come back. Yep. You saw the sign when you were checking out. This yeah. is this is on you. So Man, Strange. well, I do love the soda adventures that you uh, you bring on the show because I, I'm just drinking a standard Dr. Pepper today. I mean, it does have 23 flavors, but, um, yeah. you know. Is one, of, is one of them peanut butter? <laughs> it could be, man. You never know. You never know. I'm getting some kiwi. Getting a lot of kiwi. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kiwi today. Mm-hmm. Kiwi heavy batch. Oh, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is really, like, it's kind of exotic, you know? Yeah. Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper is kind of the exotic of the normal sodas, maybe. Now I'm thinking like Baja Blast. It's probably pretty exotic. Oh, the, the Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like it's exotic. Only at Taco Bell. Oh. Mm. Man, keeping it straight. Um, mm. Well, I had a thing I wanted to say. A, a show that I've been watching, but it had to do with uh, another conversation that we keep on going, which is chicken sandwiches. So okay. I'm going to talk about both here because it kind of branches <laughs> off of your food thing with that uh, that drink. Yeah. Um, I had found this guy randomly it popped up on my YouTube feed and I watched an episode because I think it was because of pizza. I watch a lot of pizza stuff. And this mm-hmm. guy was reviewing a pizza restaurant that had like the worst reviews in his town or something. And he was like, either they've gotten better or it's really good. And like this guy was just really funny. I watched the episode, didn't think much of it. Um, and then all of a sudden I he showed up on a Netflix show. He has like a food show now. Um, so there's a show on Netflix that just premiered on June 9th called Fresh, Fried, and Crispy. And okay. uh, it's by this guy named Dame Drops. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's been in like Burger King commercials and shit. Yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, I just found that out today. So he he got famous a few years ago reviewing fast food on YouTube, um, specifically a, a, a Five Guys like bacon burger thing that he, he just gets mm-hmm. like really excited about food. He just has a zest for life. He just, he's fucking funny. And I, he just has, like, a good personality. He just seems like a good dude to watch. Um, and so he got this Netflix deal, and um, it's uh, basically he, he goes to all these places that fry up stuff um, and different, like, towns and different cities and stuff. It's almost uh, – it reminded me a little bit of, like, diners, drivers, and dives. Like, he has a good rapport with the people. They kind of go through how they make stuff, and then he tries mm-hmm. it and just, you know, he just has a lot of – 
funny words, big, big vocabulary of how he describes the crispy, crunchiness of things and everything. Um, and it's a lot of fun. So I watched two episodes. I watched one this morning, um, and they've been really great. Um, and the food looks awesome. Like I like fried food a lot. I think most people do, mm-hmm. um, but I certainly love it. And, um, even like he did like a bunch of fried fish and shrimp today and stuff like sandwiches and po' boys and all of it. I was like, yeah, that looks great. Uh, if I was there, I'd try it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I appreciated him in particular because there was one segment where someone was making him a po' boy and they put on tomatoes and like like the I hate this the most. with I don't really like lettuce on sandwiches, but like the shredded lettuce. Uh, yeah. Where it looks like just mm-hmm. even like mostly white. And he was like, yeah, I don't mess with those red rings of death and that crispy water. And I was like, and he took it off and made his own sandwich without it. And I was like, fuck yes. Get that shit out of there. I like this guy. Um, but it's cool. Most of it's meaty stuff. He likes meat a lot. But he, he even reviewed a, a vegan joint that did like a, a fake, like a faux chicken sandwich, like a Nashville mm-hmm. hot chicken. And they made um, like apple pies that are like, uh, like fried hand pies. That looked fucking great. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and all of... So, like, it's just a lot of fun. I think he's hilarious. I found his YouTube channel, though, today uh, after that because I was like, what did I watch of his? I couldn't remember it, and I found that that pizza video I watched. But then one of his most recent reviews was the uh, Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich versus the new Burger King spicy chicken sandwich. Oh. And he said... I didn't realize this. Uh, he said that Burger King bought Popeye's a few years ago for, like, $1.8 billion. So, like, they're the really? same company now. I had no idea. Wow. Isn't that okay. Weird? Yeah. Um, and he even talked about like their their wrappers for the um, sandwiches and stuff are both like like that orange. It's like the same orange and white, but like different designs for Burger King. Um, weird. And it was really interesting. Uh, but yeah, so I, I watched his video today, and it was it was great as usual. He just has like I said, like a zest for food and life. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets really into like <laughs> everybody. He's like the, the pickles had had their zesty crunch. It's just like so much fun. Um, yeah. but he, he loved the uh, the Popeye's one more, Ma- mainly because the Popeye's sandwich is so much fucking chicken. It's like a huge, yeah. fat chicken breast. And uh, mm-hmm. the Burger King one was like, pretty thin. But it made me realize that's part of the reason I don't think I like Popeye's chicken sandwiches as much um, as like Wendy's because I like a little bit thinner and more breading and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Popeye's one is too thick for me sometimes. Specifically, I realized today because I don't, I have a distrust of fast food places making chicken right and cooking it all the way because I had bad experiences mm. before. So I feel like if it's too thick, I don't trust that it was cooked all the way. Okay. And if yeah. I know it's thinner, I know like, hey, that's probably fine. If they were to rush and just dunked it in there real quick, it's probably cooked. And I feel like I have an aversion to that. I think that's what it is for me. But I get a lot of people want all that meat, you know, they want that in there. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he loved that Popeye's more, so. Fuck yeah. I looked it up and it looks like it's just six episodes at this point. Yeah, it's like only a few. I, the other day it was just like three that I saw on there, I think. So, um, oh, maybe, okay. Maybe there was more. Yeah, not very long, but each episode so far has been great. Yeah, boy, I have all the interest in the world on this. Yeah, right. Because that seems like right <laughs> up my alley, you know. Oh, yeah, it's super fun. And you and Mitch had both talked about this and he mentioned it too. The uh, the spicy sauce that goes on the Popeyes that makes it that's mm-hmm. what makes it spicy or whatever. I, yeah. I feel like I had had their spicy chicken sandwich, but I, I know I've had their regular one because Amanda had it the other day mm-hmm. and I, I had some of it. Um, but I was confused because I thought like Popeye's has like mild and spicy tenders. Do they not do that with the sandwich? Is it is the breading not spicy at all? No, no, it's the sauce, That's which is so surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the Burger King one is like Wendy's where the, the breading on the chicken yeah. itself is spicy. 
Yeah, he talked so, about that a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it looked like they had some sauce too, but they had like Burger King sauce, which looked like ketchup mm-hmm. and mayonnaise or whatever um, on it. He, he said he liked to, how it all mixed together. But again, that, that's that's my main thing. Like my biggest sell from you is the Wendy's one. That's what mm-hmm. got me started on this. And it is that, that spicy breading. That's my favorite part. Yeah. You know? So I, I think it's... Th- that's why I don't like the Popeye's one as much or wouldn't, you know? Yeah. I was going to say yeah. with the, the breading on the chicken itself, it's consistent with every bite of chicken that you get. There you go. Because it's it's wrapped around it, right? Yeah. Whereas the sauce is like kind of wherever that sauce decides to flow on the uh, the sandwich. I don't yeah. know. I, like both are good. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. what Like uh, like we mentioned in the past, we, we might have to take a tour of different mm-hmm. chicken sandwich places and uh, see which one reigns supreme. I know. You know. I've, we'll take one the for the team. The people need we'll to it. know. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they trust us as the arbiters of chicken sandwich meals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, we got to do that for the for the for everybody. Let's listen to these two dorks eat chicken sandwiches <laughs> on the podcast. I guess I don't know. It's ASMR again. I don't know. I don't know if this is yeah. one of their fake episodes again. I don't know. I have severe misophonia. Is this going to cause me to have a seizure? It is. <laughs> I'm going to listen anyway. I'm going to leave a one star review as well. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I listened to this one episode. It is crap. I'll uh-huh. never listen to anything again. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a, a show that I would like to recommend as well. Um, this is the show that uh, aired on NBC. It's now entirely on Hulu. It's a TV mm. show called Superstore. It ran for six seasons. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was a show that I was aware of, but I had never seen Same. any episodes of. I never heard of anyone watching it yep. until um, <laughs> earlier this year. One of my coworkers had it on at uh, on her her lunch hour i was watching part of it i was like oh this is like legit funny so i went back and my wife and i we started watching the entire series from the beginning and it took like maybe a couple episodes before you like get into the characters and Mm -hmm. like the story like develops or whatever but man it is so satisfying it's I, I cannot recommend Superstore highly enough. Crazy. It is so good. It is so funny. Like, I would laugh out loud multiple times during an episode almost every time. Um, the characters are super well-developed. They all have their own, like, point of view and personalities, and they all, like, interact with each other differently. So sometimes you'll have two different characters pair up on an episode, and it brings, like, a whole new, like, flavor to the show. Um it's, it's spectacular, spectacular, and I'm so surprised. I, I just like you said, right? I never heard like nobody that watched it. Like <laughs> that's crazy. It is so good and so fulfilling. And like the the main cast is throughout the entire show. There is one character who um, it goes out of the show in the last season, but you know th- we see them again mm-hmm. um, by the end of it. And man, by the time the show ends. Like the final episode, I like felt like I don't get to hang out with these friends anymore. Oh, like wow. it, it was that impactful gotcha. for me. Like it really did. Like they they do one of those things where they kind of at toward the end of the the last episode they think back on like you know what we've done together or whatever, and they flash back and show little like bits of like orgies. previous episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, orgies of course. Yeah, um, but man, it's just like get you real nostalgic for. Hmm. these characters that you spend time with and yeah like i would recommend this to anyone that's like that's looking for a new show it's like each episode is 22 minutes long so you can really like fly through Mm -hmm. several of them in an evening but 
Man, it is how many episodes? So good per season. Oh boy, I think it's like is it like a twelve to thirteen? Okay, per per season. <clears throat> yeah, the new the new mm-hmm. standard sort of thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. gotcha. Man, I, yeah. that really shocks me. Um, oh man, it's so good. And it makes me want to try it. Yeah, I I never. It's like again, like like you said, like I knew it was like around. I know some mm-hmm. people from it, like uh, America Ferrera, obviously. Yeah, um, she's great. And then Colton Dunn. Um, I can't remember what I know him from, but I I know his face. Yeah, he's been in like a few things. Um, I think maybe as like bit parts or maybe as like a um, just like a featured actor or whatever. Yeah. But in the show, uh, he's in a wheelchair. He's he's not uh, disabled in real life, but hmm. in the show, he's he plays a character who's in a, a wheelchair, and it's th- they really handle that well because it's not like something that they focus on regularly. Gotcha. It comes up like maybe a couple of times, but. Um, man, everybody is just so at peak levels of hilarity. Uh, there's a, uh, a character named Dina in the show played by Lauren Ash, and she's mm-hmm. like the highlight for me. She's like uh, all about the store and making sure the store stayed care of. She's like the security, not like a security guard, but she like, you know, has access to the cameras and she's uh, like the assistant manager, essentially, of okay. the, the store. And man, it's She's a highlight for me. She's awesome. so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's funny. I, <clears throat> she looked kind of familiar too, but I don't uh, remember much of the stuff that I'm looking at her mm-hmm. on this from. But uh, I did see the uh, Colton Dunn was uh, like a bit character in Parks and Rec. He has like six episodes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. He was like a animal control guy or whatever, but he's mm-hmm. like, he's just a stoner. And he's like terrible at his job. Um, and he's super fucking funny. Like he's only like six Uh episodes, but every time he shows up, he's like, it's really funny. So that even that Uh alone, I liked him. Um, that's cool, man. Yeah. So it's on Hulu. On Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't know if it's streaming on, uh, Peacock or whatever since it's NBC, Mm. but, um, man, I, it is funny to see like Colton Dunn, like walk around and like do red carpet interviews or whatever, because oh, I'm yeah. like, oh, he can stand. That's right. I'm not used to seeing him <laughs> do this, you know, it but, changes yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. That's cool. Yeah. I'll have to check that out because um, no one has ever recommended it to me. So I, I'm you telling go. you, and I, I spoke with like my coworkers <laughs> about it after I had finished the series. I was like, hey, Superstore, right? They're like, yes. Yeah. Yes. How come no one knows about this? Yeah, it's like oh, I'm telling you. This is me telling you. <laughs> After the fact, everybody's like, "Oh, that was a good show. It got canceled, you know." But uh, it was pretty yep. good. It lasted pretty long though for for not hearing much about it. Like it had a full arc, it seems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and cool. I feel like they ended it on their terms. I think the sixth season was, I believe, announced as the final season, but mm-hmm. it also um, like season five ended like it was supposed to end on a two part episode, except the first part aired and then COVID happened uh, and so then all of season six takes place during 2020 essentially during uh the pandemic so they they deal with that but oh did they yeah. address it oh yeah in okay. a big way yeah they're in a superstore and yeah they talk about people stealing all the toilet paper and everything huh. so yeah that's interesting because mm-hmm. it's been uh we were discussing that with amanda's my wife's family the other week about how like there's a few things that i want to see uh, that address the pandemic and stuff, but mostly it's like mm-hmm. I want entertainment to be, you know, an escape from the actual hell we're living in. Yeah. And uh, so it's interesting how that, but it, it makes sense in that type of, of, you know, that would affect their show and it's probably good in a store to see mm-hmm. what that was like for them and not, you know, just yeah. not address it. So, mm-hmm. 
That's it, cool. It is weird to me that like in any type of fiction going forward, anytime someone acknowledges the year 2020, you have to talk about the pandemic. Like, yeah. There's no way around it because it was global. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you could be like, yeah, we were in Norway in 2020. Oh, because of the pandemic, did you get stranded there? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we. Okay. Yeah. I guess we gotta. We gotta talk about that. Talk about um, that. Yeah. But. Yeah. It's crazy. But for the most part, I want things to avoid it. And I've. Uh, yeah. A show that we watched the the final uh, the final season of mm-hmm. the other day was Younger. Uh, which I know that my wife and I are a huge fan of, and and you and your wife are a huge fan of that show as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've only seen the first like five seasons. Okay. I yeah. think we've seen the most recent two. Gotcha. Yeah, and the the season seven finale, the series finale, just aired like last week or something. Um, so we waited okay. so we could like binge it all because it was releasing like week to week, and that's not something I watched. The Younger is definitely a show you binge watch. Um, yeah, but it it also the final season took place. Uh, dur- or was filmed rather during 2020 and uh, they just don't address it and it kind of works for that show especially because it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like just a big escape um, so I was glad that they didn't really address it but what sucks mm-hmm. about it is um, at the end well I can't spoil anything there's like a, there's like characters that can't come back because of the pandemic like schedules mm-hmm. and stuff so they, they do like some like video calls but they just don't talk about the pandemic at all yeah. and then you're like oh I really like that character though and you just don't get to see them very much um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of upsetting, um, but it was, you know, they made it kind of work around it. Um, but for the most part, I've loved that series so much. It's it's so lighthearted and fun. Um, mm-hmm. And this season, this last season is a train wreck. It was oh. awful. Uh, was it really? It oh, was no. Awful. And I, I, I won't say a lot of it because I know you haven't even seen the last the season before this season six. But yeah. Um, that season still was really great. I liked how the character arcs okay. moved and stuff. I like the I like the the characters and it's really the side characters that now my wife and I love the most. Um, yeah, like Maggie, her roommate, her 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 uh, lesbian artist roommate who plays up all of those parts and it's like one of the most fun things. And then um, Lauren, who's like this twenty uh, something PR person who's just like bubbly and fun, and uh, they become like some of our favorite characters. And they were they were still good in this last season, but. Um, basically they went through like a bunch of arcs and then by the end of it, they're kind of everywhere's kind of back where they started. And like literally yeah. at the end of it, I was like, you could have just done this last episode and nothing in the rest of the season even mattered. And it was oh, just kind of great. disappointing. And then the last episode, they try to wrap some stuff up and it all just felt like, I don't know. It, it honestly felt like, um, a different writer or different showrunner was brought in, but it, they weren't. Like it felt yeah. like someone had seen uh, a recap of the seasons of the other shows of the other seasons, <laughs> you know, and then wrote this last one was like, this is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm curious to see when you guys finally do watch it, mm-hmm. uh, what you'd think or whatever, and you might like it. It maybe even with my review, you'll be like, that wasn't that bad, but, uh, mm-hmm. going into it with all of our high hopes and stuff and then coming out the other side, we were just like, man, what the fuck just happened? It was oh, like really? left such a bad taste in our mouth about the show, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I and we looked online, and a lot of fans think are feeling the same way, and they kept comparing it to like Game of, Th- of Thorns. And mm-hmm. uh, you and I uh, notoriously don't watch that show, but everybody yeah. fucking universally hated the last season. And um, they talked about that and like How I Met Your Mother, which I was a pretty big fan of for a while, and then just also just train wrecked at the end, and it was like unwatchable for me. And wow. I was like, it feels like that. Like, I, I hope I can at least go back and watch Younger. 
because um, I don't go watch. I don't watch How I Met Your Mother anymore. Like it ended mm-hmm. so poorly that I'm like, fuck that entire show. <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and even though I love a lot of those people so much, like Jason Siegel alone uh, mm-hmm. is, is worth that show. But I'm still like, nah, it's not. I don't want to. I don't want to go back. So I'm hoping younger uh, over time I can just lop off this season and be like, fuck it. Season six was the end. And, yeah. Uh, it's just it just ends in a dot dot dot. And you never know, you know, so yeah. they have that el- ellipses ending. Yeah. That ellipses wow. ending. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wow. That's disappointing. I know. Yeah. I'm really I was really bummed about it. That's why I'm so forceful now. Be like, fuck that thing. Because it was just <laughs> like we watched this whole scene. We binge watched it. And as, as we kept going, I was just like, I'm bored. I'm just bored mm-hmm. with these storylines. And then it ended. And we were just like, what? <clears throat> yeah. So. Damn. Do you think it's because of the pandemic that it ended that that way? It could or? be. Like I said, a you know, character or two like don't really have the send off that they, you know, otherwise might have enjoyed and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um uh, so that definitely hurt. But um I'd like to give a bit of a doubt and, you know, say that they did their best, but um at the end of the day it just doesn't feel like the writing was really at the same level. It felt like a they that show is really kind of cheesy and stuff. They they really play up a lot of the drama they they almost all the drama is like them doing it to themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, putting themselves in bad situations, um, yeah. sticky situations. And then they did that this time, but they felt more like they were rehashed or they felt like even dumber. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, the character used to do this kind of stuff, but like they were shown to grow last season. And then now they're just doing it again. And like, what's the point of any of this? If they're never going to grow, like that's yeah. that's part of storytelling, you know. So it felt like they just kind of maybe they just didn't know how to end it, and they had like some ideas. And almost like whenever mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, we have this one idea for the ending. That's the big part of it. And we'll work everything else around it." And then they yeah. they winged it, and they was like, "Nah, <laughs> didn't really work." So mm. yeah, damn, it's a bummer. Yeah, it's kind of like back when uh, when was it? Like two thousand seven is when they had the writer strike. Oh yeah, in, uh, in Hollywood, and um, there were a lot of TV shows that like suffered, oh, totally. like various storylines because of that. And they were just like, "Look, we're just we have these actors. We got to like verbally tell them what to say, and just maybe they improv a scene or whatever. We would just hope it comes out in the edit. Yeah. I don't know, one of those things. Or even like cutting seasons short at that time. Like that's another thing. Like you talk about TV's t- TV series around that time, you have to kind of talk about the writer's strike and be like, well. It was going to go this way, but then the writer's strike mm-hmm. or whatever, you yeah. know, that happened to a lot of things. And the pandemic is definitely even just, you know, the pandemic alone, obviously a big global reach and affected everybody and stuff. But um, there's another show I, I, I watch called High Maintenance that I, I finished the, the last episode of season four and it mm-hmm. came out in April of 2020. And as far as I knew, they were planning on a season five. And then I looked it up afterwards and, and January of 2020 or 2021, HBO was like, yeah, we're not we're not making another season. The producers are going on to do other projects. We look forward to seeing what they're going to do. And that was it. And there's like not any interviews about it. Like there's I assume Damn. it's the pandemic, but they're mm-hmm. acting like it was kind of like an amicable split. But was it? I don't know. And it clearly like something was affected, you know, like there's a lot of stuff. Um, Insecure is another show on HBO that apparently got mm-hmm five seasons and they're they're done now too and i i suspect it's kind of pandemic related as well so damn yeah that was a, a big one i that's yeah, a, a right? show that's on my list to to watch i've heard nothing but good things about that as well but totally yeah yeah i hear, um, I hear she's awesome in that yeah um so i watched a a show i started a new show um 
it's a I'm telling you, Stephen, mm-hmm. I'm I'm batting a thousand on <laughs> Apple TV Plus because I've not seen anything bad mm-hmm. on on their um, original like offerings or whatever. Um, and I was so I started watching looks, so I'm glad that you're you tell me about them so I can be like, <laughs> yeah, oh, right? I should check that out. <laughs> yeah. So I started this show called Mythic Quest, which uh, has. Uh-huh. Uh, Oh, people in it that I can't think of right now. Sure, but um, it's a it's a, a show about like a video game company. It's like a MM O R P G video game company, and uh, yeah, it's almost like Silicon Valley in mm-hmm. a way, kind of a, a little bit of that feel. Um, it's a comedy. Uh, each episode is about half an hour long, and. Um, Man, I really wish I could remember the the main guy's name. Uh, Rob McElhenney? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Um, he's from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Or totally. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, but I, I've not seen that show, but I'm familiar with like mm-hmm. those actors on there. Same Charlie day, et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah they're from other things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so this is the, the first time I'm really like watching him in a show. And man, he's he's super funny. He's like the head of the the video game company mm-hmm. that we follow, and uh, he's got like an ego about him, and he's can be annoying, but he's like stupid enough to where you're like, oh okay, I can like feel bad for him or whatever. Yeah. But his uh, his like right hand man uh, person is her name is Poppy, and she's a, an Australian actress, I believe. Ooh. And man, she is so incredible in this fucking show i've never i don't think i've seen her in anything else or if i did it's maybe in like smaller roles or mm-hmm. whatever but man she's like the reason to watch the show she's our our like main i would call her the lead of the show honestly mm-hmm. but uh man i i can't recommend this show highly enough either it's <laughs> awesome. uh it's it's uh, the first season is i think 11 technically 11 episodes long uh, the first nine is like the regular like show, and there's some like twists and turns in the show, which I was not expecting from like a comedy series or whatever. But there are, and like you're just kind of like focused on the jokes, and as you're watching, some things get revealed, and you're like, oh shit, okay, I didn't, okay, hmm. wow, I didn't think we were going there. Um, there's an episode, I think it's like episode four, um, that flashes back. It's like a side story, totally removed from like the main cast that we've been following it has Jake Johnson and um, man uh, this I can't think of the uh, the actress's name but mm-hmm. it like it's a flashback and you don't understand why they're telling that story it's very compelling but you're just like oh this seems a little bit random but then something that happens in that episode uh, takes place toward the end of the first season um so the first nine episodes are fairly linear, but then they get to episode 10 and it's a quarantine special. And oh. I remember hearing about this, but I didn't, you know, I didn't have any, I didn't watch the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how it like played a, a part in it, but evidently, um, up through like episode nine that came out in like February of 2020. And then I guess production stopped and they were like, oh, well, what do we what do we do? So they filmed a quarantine special and I watched that. And that's also like super entertaining. And they really like handled it. You know, like sometimes you watch some of these shows and they have the like fake Zoom calls or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's like a bit annoying or whatever. This is like entertaining because it's like almost like segmented. Like you get like three minutes of these characters like talking and then it's onto a different set of characters or whatever. And then it all 
comes together at the end of the episode and it's like a little like victory for them. And then the 11th episode takes place like after they're able to go back into the offices and they have this like uh, it's almost like a Ren fair style gathering that they they play and uh, just very like satisfying. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on to uh, to season two um, and man, I'm really looking forward to it. I believe it's still like coming out. I think episodes are coming out every Friday, if I okay. remember the uh, the thing correctly. But man, it's so good. I would definitely recommend this as well. So uh, either Superstore or Mythic Quest should be your next like show to watch. Interesting. This is mm-hmm. what I had heard about the title, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, yeah. And again, like I just kind of forget about Apple TV's offerings for for TV mm-hmm. shows and stuff. And uh, but that's awesome. I, uh, it, it sounds funny. I, I like what I've seen in McElhenney in before. Um, and it says that Charlie Day was one of the creators of this one. Uh, yeah. With he's, Megan Gans and then McElhenney. So. Yeah. He's not like in the show that I can see. Hmm. So I guess he's just like at least up to this point. Yeah. Which is like an entire first season. So. Interesting. Uh, but uh, Danny Pudi's in it. Yeah. He's from Community. He's also from DuckTales. And, uh, you know, anytime I get to see a brown guy on screen, oh, I'm like, okay, go. cool. Is his name Brad, which begins with BR? Yeah. Is he mm-hmm. a dick? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> of course you know. you like him. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like him. kind of like him in the show. But, uh, Larry, yeah, I like the DuckTales. Right. I love, <laughs> I love that and one he, There, There is um, a point where he references DuckTales in the show. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh. <gasps> It's like the show is away. They know what they're doing here. But uh, this is another show where, like, it's an ensemble cast and everyone is just at high levels of, like, comedy. And man, it's just so good. But, like, everyone's a a good actor as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And all the various storylines are great. So, man, I'm just, I'm I'm so thrilled that I started the show because sometimes. Whenever you, like, finish a show, and especially if it's a show that you like, you're like, man, I want that feeling. I don't necessarily want to watch the same thing, but I want to watch something that's just as compelling. Totally. And... And you did it. Something that's just gonna... I can, like, fall into. And I finished a previous show that I'll talk about here in a minute, and I was, like, kind of... I had some thoughts on it. But I was like, man, I just want to watch something that's good. And I started the first episode of this, and I was just, like, hooked within, like, nice. 10, 15 minutes. I was in it. How long are these episodes? About half an hour. Okay. They, they vary a little bit. Um, I had heard something regarding Apple TV shows to where uh, I think I interpreted it as they don't have harsh language or nudity because whenever you go to an Apple store and they have one of their original shows on, they want people to look at it and think, oh, this looks interesting, but without it being like offensive or whatever. Hmm. And so I was thinking, oh, okay, so like they may say like shit or whatever, but you know, that's kind of like almost network TV language at this point. But they say fuck all the time in this. And I was like, oh, so maybe it's just like nudity that they don't have. Which is, you know, fine. There's a whole internet full of nudity. That's, you know, I can find it real easy. I can find it. I'll send you a link. I'll send you several. There are hot ladies in my area right now. (laughs) If they're willing to do what? (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, man, I, uh, I was, I was shocked at the the number of times they, uh, they say fuck, you know, but Mm -hmm. man, it was, it it works. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of shows on there that I've heard really good things about, um, that I need to check out. Uh, C mm-hmm. is another one. They released a trailer yeah. for the second season, I guess, that mm-hmm. people were really excited about. And my brother liked that one a lot. 
Uh, I can remember if you had yeah. talked about that one before. Uh, I've not seen it. That's that's a, probably the next Apple yeah. TV Plus show that I watch because it seems interesting because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just don't, like, I kind of get the idea behind C, but also I don't. Yeah. It's like, you, <laughs> you got to see it. Okay. Yeah, you got to see it mm-hmm. to believe it. Oh, they can use that. Yeah. Hey, Apple, uh, you can <laughs> have that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that you watched uh, two great seasons of episodes, or, you know, series, rather, uh, mm-hmm. that you found. Because um, apparently I've been finding mostly the stuff that, that is bad uh, with Fish and Younger. So. <laughs> Although I did watch the uh, the first episode of Loki came out, um, and I like that one a lot. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah. Yes, yeah, I saw that on... Uh the day it came out, I believe, like yeah. Wednesday evening or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting in the way that WandaVision is interesting, where Same. it's uh, a little bit weird, mm-hmm. but it walks you through it. It'll hold your hand through what it needs to, totally. but leaves you in a place where you're like, it's a thinker, and part of it does take place in Oklahoma toward I know. the end. So I was like, yes, <laughs> we got one. <laughs> Amanda was like, they know where that is. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, I like the aesthetic of it. It's kind of like 70s future vibe. And um, I liked Owen Wilson a lot. I like the music. Um, mm-hmm. It made me think how much I liked WandaVision and how really even looking back, it's gotten worse in my mind. Like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really like it was kind of there. I've kind of forgotten about it. Um, mm-hmm. But WandaVision, I think, was just so compelling to me that a, a normal action beat after that was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. this one, I'm like, oh, this is really compelling again. Um, and it's like time travel and all this stuff, which is one of my very favorite things. Uh, but I love my wife's review of of Loki after we finished it. She said, oh, man, I'm going to be so confused during this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was trying to explain to her, like, we watched the Loki, like, uh, seven-minute recap about his journey and stuff in the MCU. Oh, yeah. Um, so that helped her out a lot because she forgot about a bunch of it. And she kept asking me questions, and I was like, I don't know. I think that takes place during the dark world. I forget about that. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. Um, even yeah. the first Thor movie, I kind of forget about what happened. Um, so I was like, I don't, that's, I don't know. That's funny because Loki, up to the point, like where his like character is in the show, it's the first Thor movie and then the Avengers. Yeah, and I think yeah. So it, and that's the thing is they might even uh, in that recap thing. I think they do all of it. Yeah, because they go through like Endgame or. Uh, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when, it, like, in the beginning when he chokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Infinity War, yeah. Is it Infinity War? We see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, they they do recap kind of all of that. Um, and then she was like, "I'm not going to understand like who's which Loki's wish and blah 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 and like what timeline mm-hmm. we're in." And I'm like, "I know it's going to be awesome, isn't it?" Uh, so I'm, I'm going to have to hold her hand through that a little bit. She's not as good with with time travel stuff and keeping all mm-hmm. the, all of it straight. Um, but I'm like, I love that stuff so. Uh, yeah. But I'm looking forward to, to seeing where they go with it, for sure. So mm-hmm. It should be interesting, because yeah. uh, from what I understand, he's going to... Like, he was D.B. Cooper at a, in yeah. a flashback at a certain point, yeah, just for, like, fun, fun, I guess. I, I loved it, yeah. D.B. Cooper yeah. is such a weird, crazy story. So when it is. So pop that in there, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Makes sense. So, and, and I believe he's going to be, like... In the comics, they had a, uh, a series called... Um, I can't remember the name of the series. Maybe it was just, like, Loki, but it was, like... He was running for president or something like oh, that. Yeah. Maybe it's called Loki for president. I don't know. So I wonder if they're going to acknowledge that. He's Reagan. Or, yeah, oh, finally. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty much all I had to talk about for my, my usual catch-up stuff. What you got next? 
Okay, so the other thing I wanted to mention is the uh, the show I was talking about before I watched Mythic Quest, which is a, uh, a show on Adult Swim, and there was recently an announcement that they were going to, uh, for some long-running Adult Swim shows, they were going to do, uh, for three in particular, they were going to do um, movies for, oh, okay. for them. They're going to be like straight to HBO Max or whatever, I guess. Um, some of them like got canceled early. Um, I believe it was Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which had a theatrical movie, which is bizarre. But I guess they're going to do another one. Hmm. Um, I may have that one. I may have that one wrong. Might be a different one. Uh, they're going to do one for Venture Brothers, mm-hmm. which is another show that had been like coming out for like over a decade, and it was just like taking a long time to put this next season together. So they canceled it, and the fans were in an uproar about it. Hmm. So they were like, "Okay, we'll give you a movie," but that's it or whatever. The other one is a TV show that I remember loving back in the day, and when it got canceled, I thought, well, maybe they'll, like, they got to do something. Like, maybe they can give the rights back to the creator so he can finish it, or maybe they'll finish it in comics or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's a TV show called Metalocalypse, Mm -hmm. and I, it's a... um, like I said, it's an Adult Swim show. It's an animated show. Um, a lot of their series, especially back in the day, were yeah. like 11 minutes long or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, this was in our uh, TV theme song, Fantasy Draft. This was one of my shows yeah, okay. uh, for the fantasy. It was, it was the metal one, right? Nice. So um, Metalocalypse is like a, a show about five members of this band called Death Clock. And they're in the... They're in a band that's, like, so massive. They're a death metal band that's so massive that it's like the Beatles, but on crack or whatever. Like, it's... it's They... At the beginning of the series, they're the world's 12th largest economy, and eventually <laughs> they work their way up to being the 7th largest economy wow. in the world because their fans are just, like, so rabid. But... And it's, like, genuinely, like... world, right? It is. Yeah. And it's genuinely, like, funny. The, the characters are, like weird enough that they're likable and uh i i I had a blast watching this the first two seasons are uh episodes that are about 11 minutes sorry my nose is still somewhat (laughs) stuffed up like part of the time yeah and it's not allowing me to say certain words properly uh uh 11 minutes long and then in the third season they expand it to being like 30 minutes long Mm -hmm. before half the amount of episodes or whatever but you can really tell that the difference in like uh, speed of like I don't know like there's something about it expanding it to like double runtime yeah. that slows down a lot of the scenes because they can like I guess add more jokes to them. But it's not necessarily like I don't know. There's a pace to the early episodes that I like mm-hmm. that I thought serviced it better. But the the 30 minute episodes are still enjoyable. It's just like I don't know. It's different. Um, throughout the series, there's a cabal of like world officials that are out to stop this death metal band. Mm. And they like each episode has them uh, introduce like essentially like the plot of that episode and like, oh, this character is going through this turmoil. So we've brought in this, uh, this specialist to inform us about it. And each one of those specialists has, like, a crazy name. And the the guy who introduces them is voiced by Mark Hamill. So Mark Hamill has to, like, go through these, like, crazy names each time or whatever. It's, like, an ongoing bit for the show. Uh And um, 
yeah, it's, it's I, I don't I don't know that I could recommend the show for you, uh-huh. but for <laughs> people who like Adult Swim type of television shows yeah, or metal or stuff, both, yeah. um, this is like something that you could certainly like watch. So we get to the fourth season, fourth and final season, and it sets up like as we go along, it, like a lot of the episodes are standalone, but sometimes there are things that happen in certain seasons, characters that are introduced that play an impact later on in the show. In the fourth season, some of those storylines get like tied together, but there's still some like standalone stuff. So it's like not incredibly consistent, but you know, it's fine, whatever. But the last two regular episodes really like start setting up uh, dominoes that are going to fall later. And by the time we get to the last regular episode, it like ends. And then the very last episode of the show is a 40 minute rock opera. (laughs) (laughs) And Steven, you know me, I love musicals, right? You actually sold me on it just now. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not, uh, I don't know. Like musicals are just, it's like a a thing that I just like have a hard time like Mm -hmm. falling into. And there are musical aspects to Metalocalypse as a show but it's not like you there's not a narrative that necessarily runs through it. There are songs that that come from those shows and the like soundtrack to the series. There are like three different death albums that they put out under the band name like Death Clock that are legit good. Mm. Not not for you, yeah. but you know, if you like death, uh, death metal, it's good. <laughs> They're like jokey but like also like brutal. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, the rock opera, it runs the gamut. This is, like, all over the place. It's not just metal. There's, like, oh, like weird, uh, trippy, like, pop stuff in there. There's, like, some synthy type of music. It's, like, it's it's everything. But, uh, man, I really had a hard time, like, focusing <laughs> on the end of the show. Yeah. Because it's just, like, everybody is singing everything. And I understand that's what a rock opera is. But, man, I don't know if it's for me. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, it does it, it I was kind of surprised because I, I don't remember seeing this back in the day when it came out. I think it was like 2011 or whatever. So uh, there's a, 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 a one of the, the five members of Death Clock is kidnapped. And I just I never knew how it got resolved or whatever, because I never caught this special. Um, my DVR just refused to record it at the time. But. Uh, watching it this time, we see how that whole situation's resolved. There's some storylines that get resolved. And I was like surprised that a lot of the through lines for the show got resolved. So if they never did this, you know, upcoming movie that they had talked about, I, I think it kind of ends on a satisfying note narratively. But, you know, now that they've announced this movie, I want it more than anything. And I will fight to the death, my death, uh, for it to happen. So I'm very much looking forward to that. What if it is a, a a rock opera sequel? God damn it! <laughs> Shit! They're like that was our best episode yet. Let's do more of that. <laughs> it's the Brent highest rated episode. <laughs> what? Okay, I'll watch it. It's not really what I want, but all right, fine. But because to uh, me the, that the, sounds great. Uh, I love rock <laughs> operas. Like I'm like, oh, that's a great way to end it. But I didn't watch the rest yeah. of the show, and I like mm-hmm. musicals, so mm-hmm. yeah, different. Uh, to to. To say it's atonal is like one way to go, but it's an adult swim show and they're weird anyway. Yeah. So I think, you know, sometimes weird for the sake of being weird. So it kind of fits with that idea, I think. 
and Brendan Small, who is the um, one of the co-creators of the show, he writes all the music. He voices three of the five main characters and some side wow. characters and whatnot. He's like a big comedic force in like improv and like L.A. and whatnot, but also like for the show. Uh, it's fair to say that he's like one of the like main people for it. So I know he did the the like rock opera episode, and that was like a lot of his his um, like it was like from the creator. Yeah, if it was from sure. like a different person who like stepped in and was like, well, let me try this or whatever, it I'd feel a different way about it. Yeah, it's like even if the songs came out the same. Yeah, yeah. so I, you know I can't fault the creator for wanting to do that, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the movie maybe yeah i don't know no i'm worried about it <laughs> tentatively yeah. yeah we'll see how it goes yeah you're like yeah. if it's 30 dollars day and date uh i might get it i might not i don't know i haven't decided yeah. yet they, yeah oh fuck i didn't even think about the cost to it <laughs> i was just hoping it was gonna be a, a sure max original but yeah yeah we'll see um yeah that's cool that they're going back though and doing some you know some movies to certain old favorites you know that's yeah. always cool mm-hmm. um i I, it might have been after you had mentioned them with the TV theme songs. I remember the, when I looked it up today, I looked at the picture and I was like, oh, I remember this. Um, mm-hmm. But I also found, I, I might have talked about it then, uh, there's like a Christmas tree scene uh, that they talk about that I had seen as like a meme that I was going to send you one time because of the way they talked about Christmas. I can't remember right now. I can't watch it uh, right now. Oh, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was one thing that I had stumbled upon, I think in the wild, I guess, from that show. And it was really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Metal is obviously not my thing, but. Uh, funny shows are my thing so um, yeah but Adult Swim yeah I've never really gotten into much stuff from there before I know people mm-hmm. fucking love it I think it's just one thing that just kind of missed me and yeah. nothing really like brought me out of my shell to go like watch it or whatever so mm-hmm. I don't know if this would be it either but probably not I yeah. think it's <laughs> safe to say I, there, there's like legit funny stuff in the show that I think you would probably laugh at uh-huh. but it's real like hit and miss for you I think yeah just Fair based enough, on like man. subject matter and whatnot, yeah, yeah. I think that look st- you understand. I, I, so, I, I, would, yeah. I would say stick with Superstore, <laughs> stick with Mythic Quest. I cannot yeah. give you in particular a recommendation for Metalocalypse, but mm-hmm. you know, Other people, people are out there and they like that type of show. Then that's that's a pretty good one to stick yeah. with. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Well, yep. do you want to do a little tag team on this last one? Tag team back again. Yep. Let's get again. I don't know the rest of the words right there. Do you ever know what the words are right there? Check it. Direct it. What's that even song? Yes. What's that song called? Uh, whoop. There it is. Whoop. There it is. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoopie Goldberg is the first thing that popped up. <laughs> yeah, she has a verse whoop. in there. Whoop. There it is. That's my bad. Mm-hmm. I just did the whoop. Um, oh, yeah. You got to have the M in there. Yeah, I really I have to look this up later on. I, that's like one of those songs that I just I everybody knows, but I've never actually mm-hmm. known the lyrics to it, and I just kind of mumble along, and it seems to work. Okay, because yep. everybody got the there it is part. So, oh, Donald Duck steps from the old school. He's no fool. He's so cool. Yeah, I remember that part. Okay, <laughs> I'll listen to some there it is later. Uh, but yeah, so I had mentioned recently that I had watched. The Bo Burnham special Inside, the pandemic special on Netflix, and uh, you have now watched that as well, correct? Yeah, you had uh, texted me that uh, I think you and Mitch had talked about it. Yeah, Mitch and I are huge, obsessed fans. Mm -hmm. 
Are you okay? So you mentioned that to me, and I was like, I want to be part of the conversation. So I watched it, and then I did not tell either of you about it. But um, Same yeah, it's on, on Netflix, and uh, came out what uh, like uh, two, three weeks ago at this point. Yeah, I've seen it about fourteen times. So yeah, about two weeks ago, maybe three. <laughs> That's how you have to measure. Yeah, gotta know yeah. how many. How many Mitch's Justice League viewings did I see of this? You know, I got. <laughs> oh my god, an impossible number <laughs> yeah. to calculate. Um, yeah, I'm glad that you uh, checked it out. Um, maybe on our recommendation, our recommendation, I guess. But um, it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm very curious what you think. It is now also. I was going to mention um, the album is now on Spotify and I think available to purchase other places oh, or stream yeah. other places. But um, so I've been mm-hmm. listening to that as well. A lot of mm-hmm. times, I, I have seen this uh, many times now, but I fast forwarded. I fast forward to the music mostly now, and I would even just okay. like put it on and not watch it. And so I'm really glad they released the album, so I can just listen to it now and uh, keep the party going. But uh, I'm very curious to to see to hear your thoughts about it. So I knew very little about what this was, other than it was something that he wrote, shot, edited, and like like he created the yeah. entire thing himself, like in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Right. So over the course of the pandemic and um, it, I was delighted to see that, like, sometimes it it cuts away to his his I, I guess it's his living room. Mm-hmm. That's like occasionally in disarray. There's like just shit like all over the place. Right. I don't know if that's like stage for certain things or if it's just like I mean, like he's recording this over the course of like 13 months or yeah. something like that. Right. So I would imagine, you know. Your place is going to get messy from time to time. But um, I, I, I like that part of it. Totally. Um, I actually like the whole thing. Um, Good. Yeah. And I heard somebody say that it it feels a little bit long, and it does. And then they also commented that that's, you know, like the pandemic mm. itself. Like, it, it seems overly long. Totally. And it's just like, oh, okay. So that's, that's one of the themes. Um, but I watched it all in one sitting. Like, okay. I expected to, like, maybe start it and just, you know, kind of dip in and out of it, mm-hmm. you know, as I'm, like, going to bed over the course of a week. But, no, I, I turned it on on, like, a Friday evening and just watched the whole thing. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. Um, when the, the, the first like part of it starts and he's like sitting alone in that room mm-hmm. and um he's like singing i was like oh this is a musical like i, <laughs> I know of bo burnham but i don't necessarily know his like type of comedy totally yeah but um you know after the fact i i looked it up and he's like been performing like musically for for a while mm-hmm. and uh there's a point at the beginning of the special where he he's playing in the dark and then he looks up and he's got like <laughs> this lamp on his head and he looks up at the ceiling and he's got a disco ball. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm into this. Oh, awesome, so man. yeah, yeah I, so I stuck quirky. it out through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's kind of the same way. I, I didn't know much about him before. I, he, he was also a guest star in Parks and Rec for an episode where he plays like a really douchey country star. Um, mm. and so I knew that and I knew he is also like a, he makes fun of country songs uh, as one of his like stand-up specials uh, songs, and I, I'd heard like I'd seen like some YouTube clips of his specials, but never I don't think I've ever watched a full one. Um, I liked mm-hmm. him, but I didn't know much about him. I didn't put too much stock in him as a comedian. I thought he was kind of like a, you know, I might see him pop up virally, you know, here or there. But yeah, um, I sat down to watch this thing when it came out, and also was just fucking instantly hooked and watched the whole thing, and it just yeah. like blew me away. Um, I didn't expect it to be so real. Um, 
I guess because it gets he like lets his depression show and lets his mood show and and what the pandemic felt like to him and it felt similar to my experience of the pandemic um and depression that I went through during this pandemic and I'm still going Mm -hmm. through and it felt very cathartic to watch him put it out there and like I was saying earlier it's hard for me to sometimes want to watch stuff that has to do with the pandemic I almost want to skip it Mm -hmm watch stuff that's like a little more lighthearted or or whatever escapism you know but i felt like this was it's funny i think the songs are great uh but i think it is important basically for Mm -hmm. feeling the feeling of going through this experience i think he captured it really well Mm -hmm. and put the absurdity in it like the fucking jeffrey bezos songs are like so out of left field but they're so funny because it's like yeah everybody knows about him and he's just getting richer and it's just like I don't know. It's just it's it's also absurd, but I, I feel like he does a really good job of pointing a lens at things and and inward at himself and like his feelings and stuff, and kind of mm-hmm. skewers a lot of different groups and um, I don't know. It just felt really timely and uh, I can't get enough of it. I, I've actually seen it, I think in full about five times, uh, maybe wow, six, okay. and I've probably fast forwarded to just the songs another like five or so. Uh, and then now that they have it on Spotify, I've listened to it um, probably like seven times. So I am super into it. But again, like you said, like I'm into musicals. It feels kind of like mm-hmm. that. But his comedy is all like singing and stuff. That's how he started like on YouTube years ago. Um, mm-hmm. He had like a bunch of hits that way and kind of got viral. And then I don't, I don't know his whole story, like how he got into doing like actual specials and stuff. But um, he's mm-hmm. got two other ones on Netflix. It's, it's like what... And something else I can't remember, but I, I want to watch those now too. Mm-hmm. I um, thought about watching those before this one, just as a lead-in. Oh yeah. But then I, I was like, no, let me just watch this like fresh and just let it stand on its own, mm-hmm. and you know, see what happens. And yeah, I was really impressed with it. Um, there's a point where I can't remember which song it is, but he's like, he's trying to like make a plan essentially of like trying to be, um, uh, something about like trying to be, um socially aware or or something like that Uh and then he like is conflicted he's he's like do they need another white guy talking about this and he's quiet for a second he's like i'm bored and so he just like jumps back into it (laughs) yeah i felt i mean definitely as a white american male um i love how much he skewers himself for that and like trying to be like like the the sock puppet song Um, when, when the sock puppet is like like don't uh, don't make me explain this to you. It's exhausting to have to sp- explain this to people. Like, like people will talk to like their black friends or whatever and be like, tell me about mm-hmm. the black experience. And it's like, I shouldn't have to, you should just be for this or whatever. And yeah. he says to me about like, you know, how, uh, wh- white people, white rich people look at these social events from the ca- like context of their own self-realization. And I was like, yeah, I do that. Yep. I do definitely <laughs> yeah. do that. And it's like, it was yeah. really, it's mind opening to me because it, he does it mm-hmm. through song and funny. And so you can be, you can enjoy it that way, but they're very like deep cuts. I think of helping mm-hmm. people like realize, uh, who they are and what their role is in our society. And mm-hmm. being a white male, when he talks about that, he's like, I think in that same song, he's like, we've had the floor for 400 years, but let's keep going. Like we got this guys. Like we're going <laughs> to, we're going to help out, mm-hmm. you know? And, yep. uh, and I just feel that way. Like I, it's a weird role to be like, uh, uh, kind of at the top of 
how am I trying to say this? Like some people want to want to think that white people are like supreme to other people, and some people want to just be uh, aware of diversity. And mm-hmm. as a white guy, I don't know my role in that, so I just shut up usually because I don't feel like I have a say in it. And I'm just like, I'm just a support if you guys need it here, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like, we, you know, he has a platform that he can say this stuff or whatever, and he even jokes about getting paid or whatever uh, to do it and mm-hmm. stay the center of attention. But um, I don't know, it just feels very, like, captures the moment the way I feel about a lot of things, from depression to, to feeling, like, woke, but not knowing how to what to do with that, you know, and how to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then not shutting up about stuff. Like we do on the yeah. show, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I also like the, uh, the white girl on Instagram. Um, oh my song, God, that one's so good. Yeah. It's so funny. And like the way that I, he I don't uh, know. shows all the different poses, like he does so many of them, <laughs> all the poses, all the different like props you would have to have. And that's the other thing is like the craft that went into making this because he shot it all himself, but all, he also had to do, I wouldn't imagine his own like set decorating and like oh, totally. you have to have all those props and everything the and lights it's and just yeah yeah and it's genius uh the 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 bit where he's commenting on his own video and it's like a series oh, of God. picture in pictures yeah and just the i guess the like choreography it would take to yes right keep track of it because he com- comments every time another picture in picture yep. like pops up or whatever and just like all the coordinating and the timing for that, yeah, it, it just blew my mind as I was watching it. I was like, I don't even know how this was done. This seems like magic to me. And it's so like that. It, it skewers so many things, uh, and he does everything so well. Like I had heard people talk about the music, and they were like, it's technically yeah. proficient for all these different genres. Like it, mm-hmm. they sound like the songs that he's trying to emulate so well that you're like, this could be one of those people's songs. Like the White Girl Instagram sort of sounds mm-hmm. like Taylor Swift's new album. The uh, There's like a song that reminds me of like Kesha. Um, the uh, It's like the one that's like, woke up at 11.30, feeling like a bag of shit. Uh, yeah. It's like one of my favorites. <laughs> like it sounds like a Kesha song to me. And like yeah. he does them so well. He does the lighting so well. Um, he just puts so much into it and they just fucking work. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I really think it is a, a, a crazy staggering work of genius to have one person do all the stuff uh, and mm-hmm. then be so vulnerable as well. Um, mm-hmm. Like showing segments of him, you know, between like kind of breaking down that it, he like turned 30 during it. Um, yeah. And it took him like longer than he expected. He thought he'd be like done in six months and before he's 30. And then it like, at, he's like upset about that. And like a year, he's like a year later, he's like, uh, or six months later, he's like, all right, I'm never going to finish this fucking thing. Uh, fuck you guys. I'm keeping going. I'm never going to release a special. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. And it's like that <laughs> manic sort of roller coaster that we all went through in this last year. Yeah. It just captures it so well. Um, and then, like you said, like that, that picture in picture thing, the, uh, mm-hmm. the sim style video game with the picture in picture <laughs> Twitch style thing was so fucking yeah. genius. Mm-hmm. Like he just, just cries a lot. Yeah. Like it feels like that video game. It feels like those Twitch streams. Like, he captures it. He's like, hey, Doug, thanks for the four months. Uh, like, it just mm-hmm. feels like that shit, you know? Smash that yeah. subscribe button, everybody. You know, like, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. I, I really mm-hmm. liked it. I also hadn't gone back to watch his specials before this one. Um, bef- mm-hmm. You know, before I watch this one or after, I want to now. But I've just been so into this one that I've uh, kind of stuck with it. 
there was a point um, where he's like, he's, it's in one of his songs. It might have been the same one where he was like, uh, I was talking about where he's like, maybe I should not talk about this. Oh, wait, no, I'm bored. So the song yeah. restarts. But it's the one, he has like a big marker board in the background. And I paused it and I read like all the stuff oh, he totally. has written on there. It was like so funny. I think he was like trying to put like, ideas together for like the company special uh, he was working on or whatever but yeah man, it was just like one that i pause it's like yeah. time plus uh what is it tragedy plus time equals comedy 9 11 equals tragedy comedy equals this and it's like this and it's like the most <laughs> absurd shit that he's like wrote on there um mm. yeah the details of it the uh that same song too he's like drumming and he's like typing up stuff on a calculator and it just says 42069 42069 over and over again <laughs> it's just like these little funny details he threw it everywhere um apparently yeah. and there's there's i like that special because he there's like one where he's like on the floor playing the piano and he like yells at himself for not taking like a big enough breath or, or being loud with his breath or whatever and he starts mm -hmm. over again um and apparently he like did these just like over and over and over again to get them like perfect because um, mm -hmm. there's so much to choreograph with all the lights and all that stuff. And um, it's a weird thing. Like, I, I'm not that creative or I haven't done something this creative, but I felt uh, similar to him. Like, I felt like I could have done some of this. It's just so weird. It feels like that song, too, is like a, a kid stuck in their room. Just like, we'll make up any shit, make up, make noises just to like laugh or, you know, get out of the boredom. And he mm -hmm. does all of this. But not only does he work through that you know process his his feelings of depression and uh loneliness by being quarantined but he does these amazing things with it uh yeah creates these like beautiful songs and like um the guitar one that he plays in like the campfire setting and it's oh, all about yeah. how our society is like crumbling it's a fucking great song um <laughs> there's just like so much in there that they're they're just so interesting and uh crazy that he put all as much all this stuff out there you know yeah. No. Um, have you ever seen his movie Eighth Grade? No, and it really makes me want to watch that now. I've, I've right, had yeah. it on a list for a long time, just never checked it out. Didn't it win an Oscar or something like oh, that? It might have. I don't know. I know it was like a big I, darling for, for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. but, and um, it was like his first movie he had written or something like that? Yeah. Uh, like really yeah. directed. And it's like, I didn't even really, because I didn't really know him that well. Uh, Mitch seems to uh, our friend Mitch seems to have really liked him for a long time now um, and his other specials and stuff but I didn't really know much about him and then in the special he talks about how he quit the stage for like five years because he kept having panic attacks uh, panic attacks on stage and I'm like you can go mm -hmm. find clips of him talking about that like that was a, a well-known thing but I had no clue he had disappeared from that from the stage and then I knew he did eighth grade but I didn't you know I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't really follow him enough and now I'm like going back and I was kind of, uh, like I said, I liked him, but I kind of wrote him off as like, yeah, he's funny, but like, you know, whatever. Um, and mm -hmm. now I'm going to see interviews with him from years ago, and he's like so insightful about social media in particular and how it's like affecting our culture and our kids and stuff, which he mm -hmm. does like songs on in this. But he's had like interviews about that for years, and I think eighth grade seems to be like also like a movie version, a, a narrative version of uh, those like uh, those same things that he talks about, you know, the same thoughts he's processing, mm. and uh, yeah, yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, so yeah, you mentioned it, it out. in in the special something about like he was poking fun at himself for like writing a movie with a two word title or something like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought, oh, okay, but that's what that is. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna go check and see if it had 
want anything. But um, yeah, since this special, I definitely wanted to to check it out because um, mm-hmm. it seemed like it was it was pretty pretty great movie from whatever I'd heard when it came out. So mm-hmm. yeah, right on. Yeah, I don't see Same. any accolades. Let's see. It won the um, Independent Spirit Award Award for uh, best screenplay, and it was nominated for best film. Okay. And it won a Golden Globe nomination, and it was nominated, uh, let's see, for Sundance Film Festival uh, for the Grand Jury Prize. But it won a few things. It was, it was definitely up for a bunch of stuff. But Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, impressive. Yeah. You know? He just seems like a really, mm-hmm. it's like since the special, I've put a lot more stock in him, and, and he seems really interesting. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to check out his other works. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What if you watch eighth grade and you're like, well, this is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I'm just going to watch inside from now on. Yeah. I, at least I know that was yeah. not trash. <laughs> totally. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm glad you liked it, though. Uh, did, did your yeah. wife, um, Manuel, watch it with you? No. <laughs> uh, she was not allowed to watch uh, the movie. Uh, my wife had to stay far away. Uh, no, she had no interest, but also she's yeah. got this thing she's been studying for, so she oh, yeah. focused on that while I was in the other room, uh, yakking it up, you With know? your pants off? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's, that's how I laugh. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm slowly converting people to watch it. I didn't know if my wife would really like this, uh, special or not, because mm-hmm. it does get pretty deep and stuff. Um, but one in mm-hmm. particular, I, I basically, I started showing her different clips of the songs and one in particular that she fucking loves and wants a gif of is the, uh, there's a part where he's like really depressed and then he talks about, he has like a little song that interrupts it, um, to talk about what a panic attack feels like. And, mm-hmm. um, it just like, it's like bright colors and he's like looking over and it's really fast, whatever. And she fucking lost it cause she's had panic attacks. And yeah. it was like a way to make light of it and feel kind of comforted <laughs> that someone else feels that way. And she yeah. was like, I need, I need that. That, that was great. And then I, I'll show, yeah. I showed her like the white woman's Instagram. It was probably the first <laughs> yeah. one I showed her. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I slowly, they'd be like, well, you should watch like welcome to the internet. It's really good too. And then, um, more and more of it. And finally she was like, I just want to watch this whole special. And I was like, fucking got her, man. <laughs> I just had to like show her some of the songs first to get her into it. Um, yeah. And then describe, I was Parse like, it's, it out. it's not as, you know, it's not always funny. It's definitely like depressing and stuff. He, he definitely mm-hmm. like shows that. Um, and, and to your point earlier, you had said like his dirty living room and stuff. You didn't know if that was like staged or not. Um, there are mm-hmm. some moments on this where he like cries on screen and it, uh, he gets really depressed and angry at himself on screen. And some of it feels very real. And some of it, I just don't know him well enough to know if it's real mm-hmm. But I was like, either way, it's it's all, I mean, it sounds so pretentious. It's like all art. So it's like if yeah. you felt that way off camera and then tried to capture it and like act through it in mm-hmm. a way on camera to show it. And then some other ones, he actually captured those moments of frustration with himself and then did splice them in there. Like either way, like I come out the same side thinking like it's all real and yeah. it's some version of events of his reality during this. Um, and it was just, it's, it's very interesting to see that. It feels like true enough for that time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's, it's part of the creative outlet and maybe it's a real, you know, part that other people would have cut. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. it still all feels real enough. Yeah. And, and true enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, to watch it. I, I showed some clips to some of my family members and stuff that were funny and then, uh, but I haven't seen it with anybody. I just watched it alone. So I'm excited to watch it with my wife eventually. 
and see what she thinks yeah. about the whole thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I those songs are just really fun. Um, I I know the lyrics to a lot of them now. I listen to a bunch. I looked at guitar <laughs> like chords to some of them the other day. So he, he really uh, he really got in my brain for sure. Well, I mean, like he worked hard on all of that, and yeah. it like shows. It's all right there on the screen. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like I said, it's super impressive. That's my word for today, I guess. Yeah, right. And it's like that about uh, a lot of stuff, but a lot of stuff impressed you. Yeah, it's true. It's good. Yeah. It's good to be impressed. Mm-hmm. Well, it is. Um, I'm glad that you you got to watch that. I'm glad we had to finally talk about it. Um, and uh, I feel like I talk about it all the time, and I feel like I play those songs all the time. And I, I apologized to my wife one day, and she was like, "I'm not around for a lot of the times you watch that." So I've only heard that picture. <laughs> and I was like, "Good." Because you'd be really like frustrated and annoyed by me now, because I can't stop talking about it. So uh, yeah. now that I feel like I've talked about it with you, got some mm-hmm. got some of it out, you know, off yeah. my chest. So it was good to, mm-hmm. to kind of do that. But um, yeah, so everybody, thanks for listening today. Um, if you'd like, you can always rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can contact us. All of our inf- info is in the show notes, as usual. And uh, we'd appreciate anything if you want to shout out a hey. It's been fun doing the show with you brent and uh glad everybody's listening i guess um i feel like mm-hmm. meeting 200 episodes that was that was a big deal and now it was yeah getting back to the mediocrity with 201 has felt really <laughs> natural to me <laughs> yeah. so i'm just really glad we're sliding back into this you know look i'm honestly surprised that we even spoke on this episode you're not feeling well i'm getting I over know. not feeling well yeah i'm surprised it's not just the two of us hitting record <laughs> with both of our heads leaning on top of our yeti mics i really do that so like bad. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know man i uh i'm sure we're talking about tv dinners i guess i don't know why they put that film on there sometimes it doesn't peel off right i, I don't know the mashed potatoes never get warm up properly oh man you gotta stir them what the hell <laughs> Well, you put a man on the moon in a TV studio because it's all fake. You know the moon landing's fake, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. I love the oh, idea that like, we can put a man on the moon, but we can't warm up some fucking mashed potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take this anymore. <laughs> Come on, Biden. You know? Yeah. Get on it. Well, uh, yeah. thanks for, for 201, everybody, and Brent. And uh, it's yeah. been a fun ride. It has been, and uh, I too have enjoyed doing this show with you, Stephen. Um, so Excellent. it's like I said on my Instagram, I was like, an accomplishment? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess so. Yeah, it's like a dumb show, but it seems like the people who like it like it, and the people who don't like it don't listen. So fuck it, Ugh, you know. That's well, it's my dream though, right? <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. Weed out the bad. Yeah. And have them listen to the show. Everyone else, good people, <laughs> do better stuff with their time. Building houses for the homeless or whatever. Here's how I imagine it. Yeah, it's like um, cat poop in a litter box. Mm-hmm. And we just scooped all the people and all the all those clumps of poop are together now. That's right. And those are our listeners. You're goddamn right. Just, just like we like it. Yeah. Well, Mitch, uh, Liz, Sarah, you're all <laughs> cat poop people. Congratulations. The LTAS scoop has got gotcha. you. LTAS scoop. Yeah. Oh, man. On that mm-hmm. note, I loved it. Uh, yeah. It's been fun, man. Uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Whoop, there it is. Whoop.
anymore. Che- it's like what check it, it, direct it. Let's begin. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, vaguely. Mm. I think I remember it from uh, Mighty Ducks 2. I believe it's in Mighty Ducks 2. Oh. D2, the Mighty Ducks, I'm sorry. They do talk about Donald Duck a bunch in this, so. Uh, that makes really... sense. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> when I looked it up, the look on your face. It says, Whoop, Silos Ace. <laughs> That's why you can remember the lyrics. It's in a totally different language. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, man. I didn't, yeah, they talk about oh, Mickey and Mouse Supreme MCing the birthday party of my main duck, Donald. I didn't realize this was like all about Donald Duck. This is weird. I know. I really got to look more it's, into this. This is it's like really a... Weird. Is this like a Disney plant? I know. Like, <laughs> they like I mean, planted this the song in okay, pop culture. Yeah. This has now... This is a different thing. This, whatever I... However I found I looked up, whoop, there it is, lyrics. And it came oh. up with, whoop, Celos Ace. Mm-hmm. And then it says... Like, it has, like, Mickey, Minnie says this, Mickey Goofy says this, so it's, like, a definite. I, I think you've looked up, what is it, like, Goof There It Is or something like that? Like, there's a, a Disney Channel version. Go Goofy, go Goofy. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It literally is the thing that popped up on Google. Like that was the main, like, the lyrics just pop up now, and it's, like, scroll down for yeah. more lyrics. Like, that was, like, the main thing that popped up. Do you think, like, Bizarre. when a uh, tag team performs a song live and, like, uh, retro shows or whatever, <laughs> people are, like, pissed off? They're like, that's not the lyrics. <laughs> They're, like, singing their own lyrics. <laughs> people oh, are showing man. up for the, uh, like, Disney Channel version of, well, there it is. They're like, this is not what I grew up on. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's really funny. Wow. I really mm-hmm. want to, I got to listen to that song now. Something like this, Donald Duck back again. Turn up the music, let's begin. Party on party, people let me hear some noise. Party with Donald Daisy and the boys. There's a party over here, a party over there. Tossing Donald up in the air. Now try to catch him, he falls down. Whoop, there he went, hit ground. stupid this episode is 201 but it's just going in the vault um not to be released to the public uh, that's probably a good idea yeah probably <laughs> i felt really out of it today i don't know yeah i'll have to mark that down um one second no it'll all stay in there are you kidding no i'm not mitch i'm the david <laughs> in the scenario <laughs> <laughs> Get to choose. Um, he's, he's feeling that up in Canada. <laughs> yeah, right. It just got warmer in Saskatoon. <laughs> Record. Mm-hmm. Record, David. <laughs> <laughs> i working on my uh, Moira from Shit's Creek. I really try at it sometimes. I don't know if I ever get mm-hmm. it right, but man, mm-hmm. her voice is spectacular in that show. We, uh, we just finished season five last night. Oh, cool. And... Uh, I think we started season six. I, I can't remember which one it was, but uh, it's the one where she starts doing social media for her Crows movie. And oh she God. talks about her friends. <laughs> These are my friends. That's a really good one. Yeah. <laughs> Caw-caw. 
Yeah. <laughs> David. <laughs> man, such a good show. It uh, really is, we'll man. probably so like quirky. finish that this week. Uh, but yeah, looking forward yeah. to that. Yeah, uh, how was the how's the weather down there in Texas? Because it is smoldering hot and humid here in Oklahoma. The Seems. the gray skies have actually parted and they're uh, light blue for the next week or so. Oh yeah, but uh, it's just going to be humid as fuck. Was it like down there? Uh, yeah, same. Um, and mosquitoes mm-hmm. everywhere too, which is kind of nice because they flap. There's so many of them; they flap their wings. It kind of cools you off. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's definitely blazing balls hot. And I had a mode yeah. yesterday. Did not like it. Um, no. I drank so much fucking water though. Mm-hmm. I really was trying to stay ahead of it. Yeah. But I was like, after that, I was like, I don't really want to go outside again. Yeah. Like it's kind of it's kind of hell out there. It is. It is. Uh, it's like spring was not there for maybe like mm-hmm. it was like three days worth of spring, and then it's just like, and now it's balls ass hot. You know. Yeah, and I feel too. I think we kind of talked about this. This year has felt really fast. Like I mm-hmm. compared to last year and stuff. Like last year was like it's been a lot, all kind of a weird time vortex where it feels really long but also really fast. But this year I can't believe like we're almost to July. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like partly I'm like oh we just didn't have that much of a spring and partly I'm like I don't remember spring. I went through yeah. it I guess but I don't remember uh-huh. what happened. Like it felt it's about like just like so fast. Uh huh. Yeah. Not quite furious enough for me but you yeah. Know. It's getting there. Not quite. I was reading, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember if we've ever actually talked about this, the movie Torque. Have you ever seen that one? No. Did I've you, heard of it, but I've not okay. seen it. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen it. Um, it looks silly or whatever, and I, even mm-hmm. at the time I wasn't in the Fast and Furious stuff, but somebody uh, uh, tweeted yesterday, it was Junk Food uh, Film Podcast or whatever, I forgot what it's called. Um, Cinema? They had tweeted uh, something about um, Torque, and they were like, is this is this a parody of Fast and Furious? Like, I thought this was just, like, another movie that came out then, but, like, is it a straight-up parody? And someone responded, they were like, yeah, the director, Joseph Codd, has said as much, like, in interviews. And now I'm like, oh, I'm way more excited to watch that then. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I had no idea. I had no idea either. Oh, I just heard it was always, like, a really silly version of that kind of formula. Um, but, yeah, so it sounds interesting. And I like Joseph Kahn. He's done some stuff that I like. I think he did Detention, if I remember right. In school. He was a no-good <laughs> Nick. Yeah, and I like no good things. You know, I'm a bad boy. I like bad boys. <laughs> that's that's true. I'm not that's a bad true. boy. That's that's why I like this. Yeah. Steven just pulled out a, uh, a switchblade comb and started combing his hair back. <laughs> oh the my true God, greaser of the, the podcast. Combs. From the fair, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. This guy's like um, he did like music videos for a long time. And then he did. Oh, what did he? Yeah. Detention that I've liked a lot. And then he did the film Bodied, which I still haven't seen. Uh, but I thought you and I would like it's about. um uh, like eight mile style, like underground rap contest and stuff. Oh, really? Uh, but it's like he does it in a style. His his style is like very music video, very fast cuts and edits and stuff. But uh, but I like detention a lot. It grew on me over time, and uh, it's just like really quirky and and fun and fast dialogue and stuff. Uh, it appears kind of that Torque from 2004 is now streaming on the Roku channel. So, oh, perfect! If you've ever wanted to <laughs> dive into that, that's the the place to do it. Evidently, it that's does have ads, but up. well, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the thing that pops up on my TV at first before I go to the Apple TV and watch the stuff that I actually want to watch. Yeah, yeah. The Roku channel, I've, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've used it. I think I've used it to like calibrate the TV before. 
Yeah, I was like, I want to see what this I'm... looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's the first thing that popped up. Then your brain immediately forgets the interface and yeah. how to interact with it. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, for sure. Joseph Kahn, he, uh, like you said, he directed music videos. I think he directed, like, some Linkin Park videos. It was, like, early oh, yeah? 2000 stuff. Yeah, he did a lot right? of, uh, like, 2003, I think is kind of, he won his first Grammy for Eminem's Without Me video. Uh, so, oh, yeah, he was, okay. like, late 90s, early 2000s, I guess. Okay, yeah. But he did a bunch of videos. Um, a bunch of people, oh. Oh, of course. He directed a... In 2019, he directed a new music video for Mariah Carey's 1994 hit, All I Want for Christmas Is You. So that's a, that's one you can check out. Wow. He, yeah. Hmm. I feel like he went downhill there, right? Yeah, he really, like, reached back. <laughs> yeah. He'd been, like, sitting on this, like, this idea for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what? Now's the time to pull the trigger on this. Yeah. People are going to love this in December 2020 when everyone's with their families and large gatherings. They're going to be watching this music video together. <laughs> Maybe we'll release it in theaters. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Little did poor Joseph Kahn know COVID was just around the corner. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, what a, what a change of events. Um, yep. Have we talked have, uh, about what, we're, what we might go see? I feel like we've done that a little bit of at the movie theater. Is there anything that you're like looking forward that'll bring you back or have you gone yet to the theater? I, I've not gone yet. No, uh, I've heard nothing but good things about mm-hmm. a quiet place part two, which intrigues me. <laughs> it's um, true. I'm just, just not there yet, you yeah. know? Um, but you know, I'm tempted by black widow. I'm tempted by the new fast and furious movie that's mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the, the two big ones I think, but I think for black widow, that'll be, uh, released on Disney plus at the same time. Like, oh, with the premiere access, that would be great. I hope yeah. I'd still buy it, though, but I just don't want to. Yeah, I, I like the I like the option, I guess. Yeah. Being at home. I figure if I'm going to spend the money, do I want to spend the money and like get like popcorn and see mm-hmm. this movie? Yeah. Or do, do I want to just like have it to where I can watch it repeatedly until it's, you know, I mean, it'll just be on Disney Plus from that point forward. Yeah. For me. You know, I feel like, yeah, for me so far, I've, I've really just avoided that because eventually the things will just come out Yeah, on those devices or on those services for free. And then it's like, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that Ryan, the last dragon is now on yeah, Disney right? Plus. I was like, oh, I've okay. like, I feel like that came out in March or something. Yeah, I feel like, like that was just a little bit ago. Yeah. But I don't know. It seems to be working for him as a, a good business model for them. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I I. I feel like Black Widow, I've been excited about it. Um, I'm still kind of excited about it, but I I don't know if it'll bring me out to, to see it, anything. I feel like the, the real one I'm looking forward to, because we watched we watched a lot of uh, Halloween, the t- 2018 version. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife and I like that movie a lot, so we watched it a bunch. And the new one is coming out finally this Halloween, like October 15th, oh, yeah. Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that one, I'm like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one I'm really like, I need to see it as soon as possible around Halloween, and if it's not at home if it's only in theaters mm-hmm. i'm like i guess i'm going to the theater you isn't know? hasn't that been done for like a year or something like that yeah it was supposed they're like doing a trilogy so it was mm-hmm. supposed to be halloween kills was last halloween and halloween ends was going to be this halloween we would have gotten them in like four years it was like 2018 yep. and then 2020 2021 um or yeah and then um but then they had to like push it back so now it's halloween kills this halloween and then halloween ends next halloween so wow which is still great that's crazy but mm-hmm. 
I don't know how much they needed. Like, it wasn't like they were like, we could use a year to tweak things. I'm like, I think they had it pretty much in the bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't release it. So uh, yeah. it's nice that it'll, you know, come back out, though. It's not like they needed extra time to work on the CGI for the uh, right. Michael Myers dragon form or whatever. <laughs> no spoilers, man. Oh, oh shit. I was thinking, like, there's, like, always criticisms about the different masks that they've built for those movies. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, like, I, like, the best I could think is, like, the mustache removal of Justice League. It's, like, they're, like, his <laughs> eye holes are too big. we got to close those up in every scene. You know, like, digitally <laughs> paint around him or something. Like, something really stupid. They're, like, this movie's now $300 million. His uh, mustache whiskers were poking through the eye holes. Oh, we have to go through there and, like, digitally clean those up. He's got, very, like, a Robotnik bushy style (laughs) mustache and also he refuses to not wear the goggles underneath Uh, the mask and it picks up the reflection of the camera crew it's it's insane it's kind of like that uh that james gunn suicide squad movie that's coming out where um john cena's character the peacemaker has Mm. an entirely reflective helmet and they had to spend so much time and money to like go in there and clear up the reflection of the camera crew and everything um that just seems like a pain in the ass you know yeah I feel like in the old days, they're like, just rub some dirt on it so you can't see anybody. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know? he, he gets splattered with oil early on in the movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he can't yeah. rub it off. Yeah, it's, it's impossible. Or he just takes the mask off. I don't know. Take I don't know pick. what to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do like that we were coming up with a, uh, a sort of Sonic Halloween crossover. You know, Sonic the, the Hedgehog movie was so mm-hmm. surprising to me that I actually liked it. And then I liked the Halloween remake or, you know, reboot Quill. Mm-hmm. And this new series, um, bring them together, man. Ben Schwartz. I mean, might as well. Sonic and, and Michael together at last. <laughs> <laughs> the team up you only dreamed would happen. Exactly. That would get Forget people tales. back out in the theaters, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah. You get kids and adults alike. Yeah. You know, everybody likes something. Well, that's what we had posited back in like mid 2020 when we were recording and we were like, what would it take to, to get people out to the theaters? Mm. And we talked about movie studios, just like mashing up their characters or whatever. Oh yeah. And you have like the head of the studio come out and be like, look, we know this doesn't make sense in continuity. Uh, if you're universal studios, you just walk up there and be like, Hey, it's another universal movie. You yeah. Know? Continuities. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> but, uh, you just like mash up like all of your different franchises just for fun. I think that would draw people out, you know, especially with yeah. like Disney. You have like the Guardians and Star Wars and, uh, you know, Buzz Lightyear, all the like space characters oh. out there hanging Hell out together, yeah. doing a thing. And then for Universal, you've got like uh, Marty McFly in the uh, DeLorean. And then all of a sudden he's in a street race with Dominic Toretto. And as they're oh. racing across uh, some bridge. As they, you know, as the bridge is, like, tilting up, they go to jump it, and then, like, a fucking uh, a plesiosaur jumps out of the water <gasps> because now we're in Jurassic Park. Oh. I'm telling you. When's this coming out? <laughs> Not soon enough. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting me out of my, out of my house, you the, know? This is the, the plot for Fast and Furious 11, colon, mm. everything. <laughs> There, I would, yeah, I think at that point, mm-hmm. if you're mm-hmm. if you're sold in that series at all, then you're definitely going. Mm-hmm. Like all the cars are Transformers at this point, of course. Just like everything that Universal touches is like part of it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Like like Space Jam Legacy. Space Jam Legacy. Yeah, I, I watched like part of a trailer. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to go in as cold as possible. Oh yeah. But I remember seeing an article somewhere that like 
two unlikely characters like bond in this movie i was like what i went to watch it and like spoilers for people who are trying to also go in clean or whatever but like the iron giant and king kong like fist bump oh they fist each other part of a suit they fist each other yeah wow (laughs) didn't see that coming yeah (laughs) it's basically like ready player one from what i've seen like it's just like all the characters kind of interacting um but yeah i mean you have all those assets sitting around, like, yeah, yeah. put them to work, you know? Got to get them to, to bump. Mm-hmm. I saw someone, like, people were picking out different characters they saw in the background, and there was one that was, like, a nun with a giant black cross on her chest, like, on her on the hmm. white front of her thing, and it was, like, from some horror movie, and they were like, man, congrats, or maybe, like, a horror video game or something like that, and like, congrats, like, getting this in, like, like, you can put whatever characters in the background, like, there's enough visually going on that, like, even the studio execs were like, that's fine. It's a kid's movie. Put this fucking creepy nun in here. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. This is, is this the nun from, the titular the nun from? I don't think so, from what they were saying. It could be, because yeah. I kind of avoided that movie. Um, mm. But it might be. But, yeah, I, I imagine that, at least, yeah. yeah. That it's in there. Uh, she's in there. It's just, like, in the background, just watching mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes play basketball. Yeah, you know she's a she. I'm a big fan of Lola Bunny, a rabbit. Lola Rabbit. Which one is it? I Lola. Don't know. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. a kid once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene in Wayne's World where they're like, "Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive? Would he put on a dress and act like a girl bunny?" I did not, but Lola, Lola Bunny, she can, They did. She can flash that tail. Oh, that sounds dirty. But, oh, I rewatched Space Jam like two years ago or whatever, mm-hmm. and I was shocked at how like over sexualized the animators exactly. made Lola. I was like, "Why? Why are they doing this? Yeah, and why do my pants feel tighter? <laughs> it's weird." I know exactly. They get you, especially mm-hmm. like you didn't watch that really as a kid, right? I did, but time? I was I wasn't really. I think it was like a teenager. Mm. I wasn't really like that tuned into it or whatever. But, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, I was like 10 or 11, I think. It was like perfect for mm-hmm. me. I was like, I'm getting feelings uh, about this bunny. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Basketball's fun. Man, I have a Michael Jordan baseball card collection. What is the world anymore? You know, it was a wild time. Yeah. Do you find whenever you go to a petting zoo, you only want to hang around the, the rabbit bin? I don't want to talk about this anymore, what? Brent. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about this anymore. A rabbit bin, as if there's like <laughs> just a, like a bucket filled with rabbits. Pin, pin, I guess is. The I proper stay thing. away from the yeah. uh, the rabbit buckets. Yeah, as much as possible. <laughs> well, Steven, I think we've stumbled upon a sync word with rabbit buckets. <laughs> All right. We got there. It only took 15 minutes, but we yep. did it. All right, forget <clears throat> about that. All right, so rabbit buckets on three to sync. One, two, three. Rabbit buckets. Rabbit buckets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Is that a good enough scene for you? Uh, I'll make that work. Okay. I kind of lost yeah. it in there. That was really good. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> you got me. L P A S 